When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! Slee is getting ready for a road trip. Yeah, we're ready. the time of your life. I can't wait. I'm very, very jealous. Um, I'm going to live a little vicariously through you along the way. I know how much fun you're about to have. Um, It's going to be something you remember for the rest of your life. You don't get to say that very often. Yeah, it's true. It's not very often you go into something knowing it's going to live up to the hype. Everybody that I've told to that, you know, I'm going, they're like, yeah. You, yep. It's exactly what you should be doing. You should be going. I saw some bad news on Twitter, though, to Alan. Oh, no. Okay. So, you know, you're playing FIU. Their mascot okay. is the owl. Okay. Okay. So I was looking on, uh, I was going on Twitter. I saw the owl in full mascot. He sunk a three. Okay. So it's bad look for San Diego State. I think they're going to be hot. It's good omen for the owls of FAU. So I don't know, Alan. Are you so scared? So UConn can't have their, um, their, husky, uh, Jonathan. their husky go. Because apparently nobody's going to drive him down there either, forget? right? And uh, and the owl is out there and he's doing his thing. Owl's out there, he's doing his thing. Uh, it's a real owl. Shoot. But it, here, here's the thing: <laughs> that owl didn't have a 23 year old, 250 pound guy punching him in the chest as he was taking it. San Diego State will do that, <laughs> right? If, 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 when, when you have Ladie put his elbow into your throat, okay. now let's see if he can make the three. First off, to to sink a jumper and all that gear, that's pretty damn impressive. You don't know where their head's at or anything, give, too? Yeah. <laughs> I give him some credit there. Now, I, listen, I, I think um, I'm already packed, Trav, so I'm going to go straight from here, straight to LAX. Surprisingly, I took care of everything last night. I thought I was just going to be all clustered this morning. So I'm ready to go. Wherever, whatever happens from here, it's let's, let's see what happens. Have you guys ever seen what an owl actually does to its prey? An owl will mess stuff up. Like you think mm. about them as pretty cute and like cartoony owls, the one that eats the lollipop. Like how many one, licks does it take? Two, right, that one three. exactly. You think as like professorial and the glasses, and they are vicious. An owl will birds mess of prey. you up. Those did you have owls on the farm, Taylor? Oh yeah, they're they're dangerous. Like you say, they can eat cats, small dogs, Jesus. anything. <laughs> Do they eat Aztecs? Do we know about that? I think you're safe, sleep. Those things will get after you. I'm I want the. Yeah, it looks cute, doesn't Japan. it? Doesn't that look super cute? They had like they, they have a lot of these. They have like owl cafes there. <laughs> do the owls do work, or are they just kind of sit in there looking? Sit cute? there, do nothing. Yeah. And then we say the cat cafe is weird. Yeah, no, cat cafes too. At least an owl is going to give you something to look at if you let him do work. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> claw you to death. This guy looks like yeah. He just yeah, they look cute. I wouldn't look him in the eyes. They're 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 pretty tough. Uh, Want to answer Chris's question about how did the Angels lose that game? It's very easy. They're the Angels. Mm-hmm. It's what they do. They don't score and on the nights when they get pretty good pitching. On the nights when they get bad pitching, they'll they'll put up seven runs. That's this they'll is nine, how seven. they operate. This is what they do. It's one game. It's I, one game, but you're not. I, I don't think you're wrong. It's the worst start you can ask for. Where Otani comes in, does his work. There's so much excitement coming from the WBC. They dominated the headlines coming into the season because it was Otani and it was Trout, and they lose two one to the A's. And they need to build. It, I think the Angels are going to be better than they've been in a while. However, mm-hmm. their path to keep 
Shohei Otani is incredibly treacherous. And it literally needs to start with them just creating a bunch of good feels for him. He needs to feel good about being a part of this team. And this was a classic way to mm. make him not feel good about it. Yeah, and, and I, I think the as the season progresses, the conversations, it's only going to get louder. Hey, what are the Angels going to do? What are they going to do with Otani? Listen, if Otani was on a – if he had three more years left in his deal, there's just only so much that you can do. He could demand a trade, all that stuff. But the, the fact that the clock is ticking on the Angels, the fact that he's the biggest face, not just in Major League Baseball, he's one of the biggest faces in all of global sports, sure. and he plays 45 minutes from down here, that in two weeks, that noise isn't going to get quieter. In a month, it's not going to get quieter. As you get closer to the trade deadline, it's not going to get quieter. So, yeah, the, the, the Dodgers are a good example. They start the season yesterday. They win 8-2. to two, And you got guys that come through for you. And you have your ace do his job. And you have – there's some excitement because it looks a little bit different. That's kind of the persona that comes with the with the Dodgers. And then there's the persona of the Angels, which is completely different. It usually has a negative connotation to it. Yes, it's just one game, but they both kind of played out the, the, the way you would think. Yeah, it was – it was according to the script along the way. I want I want to get to the Dodgers here in a second, but this is an a late ass slee. Okay. So you can take it slee, or we can go directly to the source for for M here. This is uh, one of our most loyal Travis Lee listeners. Eight hundred five Raider says uh, it's a late ass slee. But what happened to Emily that makes her have so many arbitrary rules? You want to try that one, or Emily? Do you just want to kind of? Give yeah, it up to her. I, well, I get a little nervous when I, <laughs> don't, I don't want to. Well, you yeah, don't want to be wrong. Yeah, and no, I, I would rather just <laughs> pass it over. It's like a you know, like a Steve Nash kind of no look pass. Go ahead. Uh, I think that it's just that my sisters and I like to have little inane arguments, and it's funny because my mom sometimes when we're so it's like if all the Hebel girls are together, it's it's one, it's loud. Two, it's a lot of high energy, and three, uh, my mom has this thing. Where she doesn't have a button of it, but she kind of just goes, inane alert, inane alert, inane alert. Because she said, this is an inane conversation, therefore we need to move on from this conversation because it doesn't matter. So I think there are people in my life that have always wanted me to move on from these things. But I think it's just, you know, I, I, I need I need to feel like I'm living the right way. Are all of your sisters as entrenched in their positions as you are? Yes, they are. Okay, also, this is kind of like Jerry Seinfeld. This is his entire shtick, is that he's so rigid and his rules for the world and therefore I, I i'm not gonna call myself jerry seinfeld but you're, you're you're digging in i like it i like it all right so julio julio was good last night i wouldn't say he was great he was good it was an opening night got off to a little bumpy start gave up a run in the first gave up a run in the second and then he looked like julio it was mm-hmm. just kind of he, he's pumping strikes he's getting ahead he's finishing guy he, he, he looked really good we talked so much about otani's impending free agency and what they're going to do Julio Urias is going to be a free agent at the end of this season as well. And I, w- I want to read three different quotes from three different people on yep. this topic, right? We'll start with the manager of the Dodgers, Dave Roberts. And he said, gosh, if you look at this fan base and you look at how they support Julio, regardless of race, I certainly believe that with what Fernando did for baseball and the Dodgers and how Julio has embraced his Mexican background, it's always fun to root for people who look like you. Okay, That's Dave Roberts on Julio. Here is... Um, Jaime Harin, who says the reaction of the community would be negative, really, because they love him, talking about if he were to leave. It would be bad if he leaves the Dodgers. For the team, for the community, for him, no, because even though I'm sure he loves the Dodgers, business is business. And you know that Scott Boris is his agent. Okay, so that's broadcasting legend, Dodger legend, Jaime Harin. 
Scott Boris, speak of the devil, mm-hmm. said, in the free agent world, the Dodgers have not been as aggressive as other teams with the players I have represented. And he cited Garrett Cole, Anthony Rendon, Steven Strasburg. He went on to say, they seem to have had ready replacements at shortstop and with their pitching staff when they made those decisions. When a team looks at this and says they're not qualified replacements, it's not unusual for a team not to be that assertive in the free agent market. Okay, No one is saying, guys, we're going to get this taken care of. Guys, he wants to be here. We want to keep him here. We're going to find the money. We're going to pay him what he deserves. Everybody take a relax. Nobody is saying that. I get that he's going to be here through the Dodgers and not going to trade him at the deadline unless the, the world's coming to an end. But how worried should we, those all three of those make yeah. you go, uh-oh. Well, it, it's not – I don't think it started with any of these quotes. The problem is is it feels like this has been the conversation around Julio for – we talked a little bit about this where I know there are different circumstances, but what you weren't hearing about Corey Seager was, guys, it's just a matter of time. Seager's going to come back to the Dodgers. The Trey Turner thing, completely different. But what you weren't hearing about Trey Turner was, um, you know what, they're going to find a way to get a deal done for Trey Turner. The two sides will figure it out. Why is this that much different than those two specifically? You could say, well, Trey Turner wanted to be out on the East Coast. We know that. You could say, Corey Seager, well, you had a backup plan because you had Trey Turner, and Corey Seager was eventually going to go get paid whatever he got paid. They didn't have to spend that money on a shortstop because Trey Turner was here. Um you don't have – you describe to me what this Dodgers team is if Julio ends up walking at the end of the season. He's your ace. Uh, you're giving him the starting nod to your opening day. That's obviously incredibly important. I'm not saying that Walker Bueller won't come back. I'm not saying that the Dodgers can't find other pitchers. But why aren't we hearing more – those quotes you just every one you read off you're 100 percent right what i'm not hearing is this but i don't feel like we've been hearing that for the past six months that would kind of calm some of those nerves so i i think what makes this one different than those other two that you mentioned Corey cory seager is more like the, the julio thing because he was drafted by the dodgers he was developed by the dodgers he came up and this was he was he was a dodger right he's not coming as a hired gun from somewhere else he this is the community and the team that he was you know reared in and it felt familiar that's julio as well but because you had trey turner you didn't have to be nearly as aggressive because you had somebody that was just as good as he was and maybe even arguably a tiny bit better trey as you mentioned he maybe was not the dodger so he could leave for reasons that had nothing to do with you he just preferred something else Julio, there isn't a good backup plan for him. Clayton Kershaw is your best left-handed pitcher, not named Julio. He's old. He's on the DL or the IL now. He's on the IL a lot, right? You don't have another left-handed arm like this that's ready to step in and fill the void like Trey Turner was for Corey Seager. And the what Boris is saying, and forgive me, I'm going to take Scott Boris' side here for a second, he's right. The Dodgers kind of, and if you put what Dave said about Julio, that it's nice to see people that look like you pitch for your team. And you talk about what Jaime Harin said, that it would be bad for the community, et cetera, et cetera. What Boris is saying is the Dodgers have their number, and that's that. The Dodgers have their economics. This player is worth this much to us, and if somebody's going to pay you more, buy. That's a really scary thing because I do think that's how they're going to approach Julio. I think that they will give him a fair offer. I think that it'll be of market value, but if somebody – Gives a little bit more. Somebody's going to give a little more. I think so, too. 
And I think they're going to say, we can't get there. Okay, so Good luck to you. Can, and that's bad news for the Dodgers. Can I use the Seager-Trey Turner as an example? Because you said the Seager thing was different because you had Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. And you had a backup plan for it. But was that really a backup plan if Trey Turner was going to be gone in one year? You know what I mean? That that and and there was no guarantees if hypothetically they traded for him from mm-hmm. the Nationals, Scherzer came, Trey Turner came, and you kind of knew, hey Trey, we're gonna get this done, right? We want you here long term. And Trey is giving you all indications. We'll figure out the numbers. We'll fi- figure out the market value. But I'm going to be here. That's a real backup plan to Seager. What's not a backup plan is Seager goes and signs the 10-year 325 or whatever he got with Texas. And then Trey Turner's only here for one year and he's gone. Now they have, you know, they were going to put Lux at shortstop. That wasn't because he's the perfect person no. there. It's because that's what they had. Now they have Rojas that they have to put there. It's not because he's the perfect person. It's because that's what they have. So did they really have a backup for it, shortstop? It was a risky backup plan, but yeah, it wasn't. that Because if Julio leaves next year, there is not even a year of a guy we say. And maybe the answer is Otani. Maybe that their backup plan is we empty the coffers But he pitches right-handed, right? Yeah, no, it's a different type, but you're losing an ace, gaining an ace. You're, he's left-handed, Otani's right-handed, but it, it, you can at least kind of see it from there. But there's no guarantee Otani comes to the Dodgers. And the more I said this with you last year with Turner, that I, I just want to hear that. I just want to hear, guys, this is the place I want to be. I want to hear that from Julio. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear from the Dodgers. We're going to move heaven and earth to make sure he gets what he needs. So it seems like nobody's neither side saying that. It's a similar theme to some of these other players that have gone, right? Have walked away and signed big time contracts. And I listen, I, I don't know. Every quote that we've read, I don't think there's anything there that can make you feel comfortable that a year from today that Julio Julio's going to be a Dodger. If I if I said right now, a year from today, is Julio a Dodger or no? I think yes. I think yes. Because I think – and, and Dodger fans, I want to put this out there to you. We can come back and take some calls on this talk about the Lakers too. But and, and here's Can both be yes. Dodgers, Otani and Julio? Yes. I, th- look, the Dodgers are not going to do it because they can't afford it. They're going to not do it because they don't think it's a good idea. That, that, that can't afford it is not really a part of their operation. But it hasn't ca- – can't aff- – well, no, no, you're right. That the economics part, but the problem is then that makes me think less that Julio will be here because economically some – the market in baseball keeps showing you weird. people are going to overpay. It gets, it gets weird. But the question becomes what does he want other than just money and do the Dodgers want to lose a guy that is an incredibly important part of the local community? Do you trust the Dodgers to do the right baseball thing or do the right thing for the community, the fans, the player, and, oh, by the way, you get a really damn good pitcher in the process? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
Dragged. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Another most important game of the season for the Lakers tonight, and it probably is. We can talk about that coming up in just a bit. But here, here's the question I want to ask Dodger fans and get your opinion on. 877-710-ESPN. I, if you are a Dodger fan that is kind of looking at this at least a little bit logically, at least a little bit dispassionately, just Andrew Friedman and the decisions that he's made in constructing this team, he's had way more successes than he has misses. Like his decision making and his team's decision making on who to sign in free agency, who not to sign in free agency, which long term deals to give Mookie Freddie, which long term deals not to give uh, Bryce Harper or, or whoever the other ones might be. He's had a lot more hits than misses, a lot more. So mm-hmm. I think trusting him is the right instinct. Mm-hmm. Julio Diaz is a fantastic pitcher, he's a Cy Young caliber pitcher who also pitches in Los Angeles, who also happens to be Mexican, with a team that has an incredible Mexican and Mexican-American fan base Mm -hmm. that love him. If the Dodgers decide, listen, we love him, and here's exactly how much we love him, but we're not going beyond that, are we all right with that? Because of the good decisions that they've made historically or – because Julio not only is connected to the community in a in a important and unique way, but he's also really damn good. Are you okay if they make the quote that maybe is it's a deal that's a little bit not dodgery along the way? So I, I think the first thing is he's really damn good. Yes, and I'm not taking away the community aspect, but the reason why he has such a good local tie to the community on top of everything is because he's really damn good. For sure, franchises will also look at players and say, you know what, um, you've done some stuff that haven't been all that great, but you're also an All American and you're this and you're that. You know what, get back in the lineup. They won't do that with a guy averaging two points or the guy batting 184. Um, my question is, I think more to me is, if this is Julio plays for the Los Angeles Dodgers, we're talking about how Otani is just praying that the Angels are just competitive because he just wants to be in a situation where you get an opportunity to be in the postseason. If you're Julio, what's the hesitation of the Los Angeles Dodgers? Because you're on a franchise that gives you a chance to win every single year. Um, you play with other all-stars, so not everything is on your back. You play with other Cy Young awards. You know at the trade deadline they're going to do this or that. You know that spending money is not an issue. Do you think that by the time Julio becomes a free agent, do you think that the Dodgers will nickel and dime him? No. I don't either. So if the money is there, if the fan base adores you, if you're competing for a World Series every year, then why isn't Julio or Scott Boris or any of these guys a little bit more of like, listen, yes, we know there's a lot of opportunities out there, but of course we want we want to be Los Angeles Dodgers. Why why is it, why don't we get that vibe a little bit well, more? Well, I think there's some ground between nickel and dime and not having the best offer. Nickel and dime is it's almost barely market value because but because we're the Dodgers and et cetera, et cetera, you should you should do that because we know what we're doing. Whereas we're in the game. We're at market value, maybe a little above, but somebody really goes above and beyond. And it comes down, and this is this is the question that Julio needs to answer. Because the I know what the agent's answer would be. 
right? The agent wants more money. The agent wants to be able to say, I got this guy, the, the most expensive AAV, whatever. I understand the motivation of the agent. And it's mm-hmm. probably the same for, for just about all of them. Do you want more or do you want better? That's the decision. Because somebody will probably offer more. Now, if it's a lot more, it changes the equation. But more is not the same as better because you are wildly popular here. You're on a team that will give you a chance to win right now. You don't have to learn a new culture uh, from a baseball perspective. You're on a team that you know will go out and get you the players that you need. This is not a, hey, I think I can go build something in Arizona because they gave, you know, I'm going to be a part of what we're building here. It's built. Dodger fans love you. And if that number is slightly less than the highest bidder, it's still competitive. It's respectful. It's not, well, you should take a hometown discount because we're so good. It's not that. It's that middle ground. Do you want more or do you want better? Because the Dodgers can offer better. I don't know if they'll offer more. What if they get into a bidding war with someone like the Mets? I don't think they'll do that. But it's because there's going to be Mets, you could win a World Series. Same for the Dodgers, you can win a World Series. That, that, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's true. The Mets are spending money like crazy. The Mets, you know. They're, they're good, but they're not doing what the Dodgers are doing where they're in it year after year after year after year. They're good. They're not the Detroit Tigers. But they're playing to, meaningful games. They do, but not 10 years in a row they haven't. And that's what the Dodgers have built with Andrew Friedman. They've built a, a sustainable thing that every single year we got to bite at the apple. The Mets are good. It's not that they stink, but I don't know if anybody has built what they've built. All right, so do, by the way, do we have it? Let, let's just like throw out random numbers here. We have any idea what what he'll well, he'll get? Justin Verlander, who was okay. the top pitcher on the market last year, got forty million a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably where we're jumping off somewhere. So if he's getting, let's just say, let's use that number as an example. The Dodgers come to him and say, "Here's thirty five a year for how many years? Six. Okay, thirty five a year for six, and the Mets offer forty a year for eight. That's more. Is it better? It's a lot more. Okay, but this is why I have this is why my confidence isn't there with that Julio piece is because I haven't heard anything from anyone where Julio makes you feel like hey, the numbers are going to take care of themselves. That you haven't heard anything where it's like it's just a matter of when the time comes we're going to get it done. I think the what we just kind of laid out there, 35 a year versus 40 a year, and I'm giving you two extra years. It's a lot more. And I'm in New York, and it's the Mets, blah, blah, but blah. But New York is not a selling point over Los Angeles if you're if you're Julio. I agree with you. Yeah. But that's that's my point is how it's got to this point because the Dodgers, I don't feel nickel and dime, run an organization the right way, yet this is the conversation around Julio in day one. But they make good decisions too. They don't make emotional decisions. They make tactical ones. They're not a particularly emotional group. They're a very, very strategic and tactical one. And that's where it gets like, do you put a little emotion in it because he's important to community? And baseball, number one. Because yep. thank really God good. he's number good. Yep. He's as good as he is because if this were the fourth guy in your rotation, we're not having this conversation. He's Agreed. the first guy in your rotation. Agreed. It changes it just a little bit based on everything else. Downey, Jason, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jason? Good morning, guys. So I was telling M, I'm a little nervous that the Dodgers aren't going to be able to keep him, that they're going to fumble this. Um, it's been known that he's kind of frustrated with the organization, despite, you know, him being Mexican and we're Mexican-American fans a lot. And he's like the heart and soul of basically our organization right now. But he's, there's always been rumors that he's upset that whenever they try to, uh, we're going to, we're going to open with the closer. You're going to 
through the middle innings. It was always on his starts. He finally got his first start, and he probably only got it because Bueller's out. And did you guys know that you can't find his jersey anywhere online? You can only get it at the team store, which is kind of weird considering so many people have his jersey. So, you know, they went to the store and got it. And uh, one last thing, if I could get a ask Lee in, Big Al, when you go for your figure, uh, final four extravaganza on your late flight, do you um, bring the, the seat back a little bit to get some some shut out, or do you just leave it sitting up? Have a good day, guys. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. I'm I'm a um, I, I'm I'm taking the seats going back a little bit. I don't gotta go. Like I I do have some consideration for the people behind me. I think what motivates me to go back even further is if the person in front of me went all the way back. And now I'm like, all right, this is what we want to do. I'm going to do it to them as well. I, I bring the chair back a little bit. I got to bring the chair back. <laughs> yeah, I, you're getting need in the, in the back of your back, and I'm going to be coughing a lot if you get too close. Do you? That's, um, that's the thing. You can come back all you want, but you're going to keep getting my knee in the back of your seat frequently, and all of a sudden I got bronchitis. Well, what are we supposed to do? I mean, the, <laughs> sit up straight. The the I'm I'm six on three. a red eye. I'm six. Three. I don't fit in that seat. Okay, and if you're taking even a half an inch away from me, I don't like it. I'm not saying it's fair or nice or polite. Things it's, that wraps it's, on your neck. Yeah, I, I, guys, the chair is made to go back. I mean, I got to go back a little bit. Go, go ahead. I'm just saying that I have my moves too. And the flight, eleven. Like the That's a good move. Eleven yeah. p.m. Yeah, I got to go back a little. Taylor, you you understand my plight, right? The knees. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't even help it. You're getting the knees on accident in yeah. your back, but. Catch a nasty case of bronchitis once that seat comes back, and it'll you'll you'll be shocked at how quickly it goes back up. <laughs> Works every time. Slee's thinking now. <laughs> now I, I take my chances. I got to take my chances. I didn't know about the jersey thing online. I I, I don't know if that's true or not. I'll, I'll take Jason's word for it. Um, th- he's an important part of the culture of this team, and, and he's and I mean that from a baseball perspective first. And look, if somebody like Jaime Harin is saying, "Look, this would be bad. This would be bad for the team. This would be bad for the community. This sure. is bad for the fans." Then it is. I, I take I mean, if there's anybody I trust on that topic explicitly to combine the two Dodger baseball and Spanish speaking community, he's the man to ask. He's saying it's bad. It's bad. The Dodgers are an incredibly tactical organization. They do not make what they believe to be bad deals. Right? That though. I'm sure they had a nice offer to Trey Turner, but they probably we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that for this guy. We're not doing that for that guy. Nope, 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 nope. And then when it's time to go for Mookie, yeah, give Mookie twelve. Time to go for Freddie, give Freddie whatever the number. The Freddie, the they, they, that they, was a that was almost. I don't even understand that deal. They know when six it's time years. To that go, was nothing. But they don't go for everybody. Mm-hmm. Walker Bueller is up very very soon. Now the question may be, if you're going to go in on Otani, okay, so now you're spending. 500 at least 60 million a season maybe mm-hmm. on a guy like that 50 mm-hmm. 55 somewhere in there and now i got to pick between julio and walker bueller do you pick julio or do you pick the guy that's had two tommy john surgeries yeah that's not a hard choice it's julio every time yeah. right doesn't mean that's what they'll do maybe they can get a deal done over here it's there's a lot of moving parts to whether or not he comes back i really I, I just, want him to come back and, and the only thing i just take away from the whole kind of opening day Look how much of a conversation this is on opening day. The That's better, not what it should be about. The better he pitches, the more we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right? The better he pitches, the bigger the numbers get, and the more likely it is that somebody says, I can't go there. I want the Roy kids to get it on Julio. Uh, come <laughs> on. Like, you got to do the, the Roy versus Logan Roy. Scott Boris is Logan. 
Yep. Right. It, or, or, or Andrew Friedman is Logan. Like I got the price, I, that, but and I'll get a little bit. But I'm not doing something that's stupid. Congrats mm. on saying the bigger number. Yeah. Was his line it, in the show? That right. can also be can, what Friedman says. And that could be what the Mets say, or, or they're the ones that say the bigger number. The Padres. There, there are other sharks in the tank, mm-hmm. which makes it more interesting. All right. The Lakers' biggest game of the year, biggest game of the week, biggest game of this Friday night. All. It's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So Dodgers got off to a great start last night. They win the game 8-2. to two. Their star pitcher pitches like one. Their, their soon-to-be all-star catcher has three hits, drives in four runs. Mookie throws a guy out. Their yep. star rookie center fielder homers. Everything's everything's coming up roses except for Max Muncie, who caved five times. But, Oof. you know, that's tough, tough opener for Max. Then there's the Angels. We talked about Otani. We don't, it, Otani pitched beautifully. They lost anyway, right? Classic Angels. It's a video that started to make its way around. Yeah. Um, shot from the stands in Oakland, right behind the Angel dugout after the game is over. And a fan is being grabbed by the front of his sweatshirt by Angel's third baseman, Anthony Rendon. He's got a good grip on him, and he's kind of pulling him towards the dugout. Yep. Fan has his hand on Rendon's forearm. Rendon is saying, I heard what you called me. You called me a name. We're going to play the sound for you here in a second. Um, and the guy's clearly saying, no, I didn't. He's like, no, yeah, you did. He drops an MFR on him. Mm-hmm. He calls him another name at the back. And then as he lets him go, he tries to swipe him across the face. And trust me when I tell you this, Anthony Rendon is remarkably lucky he missed with that swipe. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't land. Fans that call players a name and think that they're safe because they're in the stands are a-holes. You're 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 a bad guy. If you oh, you're a this that, then you think that you're safe behind that line. Fact of the matter is, the players can't really break that line. This is the opening game of the Angel season. We're talking about a blown Otani game, and we're talking about Anthony Rendon nearly coming to blows with a fan in the stands. One game, sleep with video, with video, and it's clear as a bell. It's yeah. not there's there's nothing ambiguous about this. And this is the topic one day into it, and Anthony Rendon. I don't know if he's a religious man or not. But if he is, he should hit his knees tonight and thank whoever he prays to that that little swipe didn't land. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets something from the league, too. I agree. No, I think that that definitely will happen. I mean, that will happen just simply for the fact so they could let other players know, guys, uh, obviously, clearly, you're not allowed to do this. We were talking about it during the break. We both saw it, and I said that, you know, if you're Rendon, I don't care how frustrated you are. Season, by the way, just started. You're one game in. 
It's you're you're one game from first place. Relax. And I already I can already kind of paint the picture here of um somebody like that with go 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 talk back to the guy. Go ahead. Go say whatever you want. Don't grab the dude by his jersey. And in the shot you by see actually I just or make by clear his that sweatshirt, the, whatever the it is. Player, the player grabbed the fan. Mm-hmm. Um you see Trout in the mix there. You see Otani walking by. Here are the Neither one of them stop oddly. They Trout, both I think, kind of stop they, for a second. They take a look, but they yeah. just keep going towards the tunnel. But well, just, I don't want to mess with whatever this is. Just the mere fact that, you know, those two guys are also in the frame. Just kind of all I I only I only say that just simply because it's those two players. This is the Angels. They represent the Angels. And here's somebody that has not been able to stay on the field. Highest paid player on the team. Got paid as much as he did. And through one game, the only conversation... We already had negative conversations starting... Yesterday. And yeah, the day that, before. The that day already before. started about the Angels. Here's just another one to add to it. We have we can play it, Taylor? What did you say? Yeah, you called me a Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Calm down. And then he lets him go and takes a little swipe at him that does not land yeah. for, for his sake. Look, I, I get that the Anthony Rendon experience in Anaheim has been wildly disappointing. I get that the pressure he's probably feeling is real, right? That he just spent the entire season last year, or not the entire season, but a huge chunk of the season not playing. That since he came over and became the highest paid player on this team, he has really underperformed. Hip surgery, a wrist it, surgery. It's been a disaster, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's been a complete and utter disaster. But the whole season is already kind of like, hey, this is going to be weird. Is Otani coming or going? For the first time ever, Mike Trout at least a little bit is saying, hey, I'd really like to win. Yep. Congrats, welcome to the party, Mike. Mm-hmm. Way to go. And then you have their other guy, their other known guy, their most expensive player. Put laying hands on a fan on day one. This is like you talk about the worst possible way to start. This is it. Congratulations, yeah, it's, it's, guys. Put the script together. Congratulations. That's, Good job. That is literally the script. If you ask, how can this just start off when everybody comes in zero and zero? You know, if that's the one thing about all sports, when the season just starts, every fan base could be a little bit exciting. Every player could be a little bit excited. You haven't lost yet. You haven't. You, you know what's perfectly. You fine haven't done in this? anything yet. You know what's perfectly fine in this. Mm-hmm. Hey, you fat blankety 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 blank. Yep. All day long, just don't touch them. And then just you know you can blankety 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 blank and walk into the dugout. The he grabbed and he tried to hit him. It's not like it it it. He tried to hit. A little swipe there. Yeah. It wasn't like a punch to the nose. No, it wasn't that. But it had that landed. It you feel it. It was. He had his hands on the whole time too. He had his shirt. You, you can't also touch the fan and like that either. the guy, and not that this guy is anything other than a jackass, but you can tell the guy's scared. Mm-hmm. You, 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 well, that, is that not the perfect of somebody <laughs> of sitting there and talking? What What is it in every sport or something like that? It's like there's two guys holding you back, and that that gives you even more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This guy actually got confronted. You know I've seen in the NBA, which I, I like when they do it, is when they just simply go tell a security, can you get this guy out of the game, that guy's out of the game. Rendon didn't obviously do that. This would be a, he. He gets fined, right? For sure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, fined for sure. Does maybe he get suspended game. for a game? I don't know. I don't know either. What do you think, Al? Yeah, probably. You think so? Yeah, probably. I wouldn't you be surprised. Can't, I, it's I wouldn't not be surprised. like we see these videos all the time. It's not like you see 
an actual player grabbing a fan. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. There, there's kind of an unspoken agreement of what you can and can't say to these guys. Mm-hmm. And and that is probably slightly over the line, what he said. But you'd still like to think that they can. But I, again, I don't. maybe that guy was riding him all night long. Maybe that guy had said 30 other things to 30 other people. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter. It, it, probably not. doesn't matter. Probably not. I wonder if baseball thinks it matters, mm-hmm. if they take it into consideration. Well, they, they do that oh. stuff also to, you know, uh, we'll see what happens to the fan is he banned from this all that stuff i mean they they aren't sending anybody home (laughs) they don't have they can't spare anybody it's like nine percent of their audience you're gonna get banned from a stadium or a a a team that's about to get moved anyways (laughs) so last segment we were talking a bit about um the deal for julio what's going to happen this offseason and all that good stuff people i i uh alluded that the mets could be the Roy kids of the situation where they offer way too much money, even though that's probably not what he's worth, but just because th- so they can have it so that the other people can't have it. So the Dodgers are Logan Roy in this situation, and they effing win, and that's what Logan does. And then uh, Dan Peralta says, so would Artie Moreno be the Connor Roy? Roy? Yes, So that's, I can definitely see perfect. Artie Moreno spending $100 million on a campaign <laughs> that's going to go nowhere just so he doesn't get squeezed for the 1%. He's going he's to squeeze- There are decimals, Emily. <laughs> What is he <laughs> He's going to squeeze the two hundred thousand dollars so that uh, you know the radio broadcast can't be there. So anyway, yes, Artie Moreno is Connor Roy. All right, Lakers tonight in Minnesota. They're right next to each other in the standings. It's you know, the, can you get out of the play-in? Can you get the better seating in the play-in? They got all their guys. The Lakers have all their guys, and this would be a fun game tonight. Win for them, a very fun game yeah. for them, and. An important game, and mm-hmm. I don't, I can't even tell you exactly why. I think the Lakers are going to go in there and, and win. I don't know if they'll win by twenty, but I think they win comfortably. They just, they look like they've kind of figured some things out. So it's kind of funny when you put it that way because Minnesota's the one team that I can look. Let me, let me just give you some of their, some of their wins here for the Timberwolves over the last, let's say, five games or so. They won at New York. New York's a good playoff team right now. They won uh, versus the Hawks. They won at Golden State and won at Sacramento and won, beat up on uh, the Kings. They're only won by four, but they beat the Kings. Lost the last game they played in Phoenix against the Suns. Minnesota's playing good basketball. That's, this, is, this is actually one of those really good tests for the Lakers. We have a little bit of optimism. You're talking about the starting lineup. You're talking about new players that, um, that are, for the first time ever, that was Austin Reeves, Jared Vanderbilt, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and D'Angelo Russell that played as starters together. A little bit of optimism, but this, I, you, you sound a lot more optimistic. That, yeah. No, I think they're going to go maybe roll over, not the right word to use. I think they're going to win, and I, I don't think it's going to be all that close. I think it's a tough game. I think it's a, it's a close game. Minnesota's got a lot to play for. It's always funny. You, you look at teams like the Lakers. Everywhere they go, everyone gets up for it. Everyone gets up for it. When was the last time we could say this? Lakers have better players. You know what I mean? Like the, the guys that they're going to put on the court tonight, they have better players than the guys that they're playing. And available. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. that's that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? And they, I mean, LeBron's been on the team, but he hasn't played. Anthony Davis has been on the team. Hasn't played. They, the, guy, the five guys they're going to run out there are better than the five guys that they're going to run out there. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to say that in a very long time. No, I haven't. And, and, and a lot of that started from the trade deadline. And then now it's also guys that are healthy and guys, first guys that haven't been healthy. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's start with a little quasi-NBA, quasi-baseball story right here. It was today in 1994 that the Chicago White Sox assigned um, some guy named Michael Jordan to the Birmingham Barons of the AA Southern League. Jordan would go on to play 127 games for the Barons that season. That's a lot. He hit just a shade over 200, 202. He did hit three home runs and drive in 51 uh, in his 127 games for the Barons, which oddly, not oddly, but just... Terry Francona was the manager yeah, right. of that team, who mm-hmm. has not just been a major league manager, but a very, very sure. good one. And I, it still seems surreal to me that that happened, not just because he left the NBA at the peak of his powers, right? That was weird in and of itself. But Michael Jordan was not Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders or Brian Jordan or one of these guys that played baseball in college and was, you know, dabbling in minor league baseball during the offseason, like Dion did, like Bo did, like Brian Jordan and some of these other guys. Michael Jordan, all due respect, was a terrible baseball player. It was like a year-long fantasy camp that he just went to go do because he didn't want to play basketball anymore. And the further we get away from it, the weirder it seems. Is terrible batted 202, is that terrible? It, it no, but I, I'm what, just saying because it's Michael Jordan. The fact that the guy left the right NBA, out, but, but it's terrible. Like watching, there was the minor leagues mm-hmm. are a funnel to d- identify who are the major leaguers, not who can hang around and survive. Yeah, he did he survive? Yeah, hitting 200, I guess, is just barely surviving. Could he hang around? Yeah, but there was you never looked at him and go, oh, that's a prospect, or even a guy that could maybe sure. someday get there. He, first of all, he's an odd size. Like you don't mm-hmm. see a ton of six six baseball players that aren't pitchers, right? The the big guys are the pitchers typically. Mm-hmm. He's gangly. He just didn't move like a baseball player, and it just was weird. Like why is Michael Jordan riding a bus in the minor leagues? It's so it's one odd. of my one of my favorite thirty for thirties, right? Jordan rides the bus, and I, I there's so many different stories on Michael Jordan. That's why you know the documentary we were talking about Air coming out. It's stories like this. I feel like, okay, I kind of know everything about Michael Jordan on a basketball floor, on a basketball court. Are there stories you can kind of find a way to come out of nowhere that I can just learn something different about? Because Michael Jordan is so fascinating to me, I think to others, to everybody else, but I know everything already on the basketball floor. I just look at the fact that that did happen when it happened. And then it's you the got when too, yeah. And then you got to learn. Exactly. It's not like he retired at age 32 and decided. I'm just using it as an example. He's done. He's never coming back. He did it at the peak. Left, came back, and was like, "All right, let's stack up and, some more." And I don't think. I mean, obviously, the death of his father and his father's, you know, was a baseball fan and all those sorts of things. I, I, I understand the the emotional connection to it, but what it was, he just wanted to be around the guys. Hmm. He wanted to be in the clubhouse or on the, in, you know, and in, in the NBA, you're on the plane. 
the minor leagues, you're on the bus, you're in the clubhouse, you're in the hotel rooms. You're that just how many of those legendary stories are about Michael on the plane or in the hotel room or gambling with the security guards and throwing mm. dice against the window? He loves the camaraderie and the action of being around other people. And retiring and just going to play golf with Charles Barkley was not scratching that itch. Yeah, and, and it will never happen for him, but I'm sure there were moments where he felt like just a regular dude, a normal person. That's really interesting. Not all the time, but I'm just saying there could, might could there you might ever have lose been moments. Track of the fact that he was Michael Jordan, I couldn't. I don't. But, th- I don't think these guys could either. But I think in his own mind, there might be times when he's sitting on that bus saying to himself, "Well, I kind of feel like this is." I've escaped a little in bit. In his mind, for sure. Like, hey, yeah. I'm just with the guys. I guarantee you, every 21-year-old kid oh, trying to get to this. Michael like, Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Michael should, freaking Jordan. Is it okay if I ask him for an autograph? Why is he okay on the if bus? if I give him a hard time if he yeah. strikes out five times like Max Muncy on opening night? Remember when he hit that first home run? It's like, wait, what just happened? Does the ball hit the bat and flew over the fence? That <laughs> <laughs> happens occasionally, right? Like when a pitcher hits a home run along the way. Jim Laranaga, the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes, a multiple-time participant in the uh, Final Four and the head coach of the Bowling Green Falcons. Yeah, I think except Mason for went. Bowling Green <laughs> exactly. did he have a success. He took them all there. He wants the tournament to expand to 96 teams. Why, why do we want to do this? This comes up occasionally. No, I like it. I like it because... I think then you could start the tournament in January, <laughs> and you could run the tournament through June. I don't, I don't know what the infatuation is with more teams. I don't know. You know, was if they told me tomorrow, if they said, guys, we're making some changes to the tournament, and it's down to 32. Fine. I don't think I would be... Although now, especially when you see a team like San Diego State I know, and FAU, there is some of that. Like now beyond 32, maybe there are some, but there's there nobody is, coming in 93rd that's getting into the tournament. There is tradition of, okay, leave it the field of 64. Why? Just what is the advantage? What, from a product perspective, do you get out of 96? You know the answer. Well, it's the same thing with the playing tournament. Right. You, you, you know the the answer is we get to put whatever it would be, five more tournament games on TV and charge CBS and TBS more money because we have more games. That's the I'm surprised advantage. a coach would say that. I am but, too. Yeah. Like, because here's the thing, and I've heard this has been floated out there too, that where we are right now, which is actually 68 teams that are technically in the tournament. Right, you got to, the two play-ins right, or whatever To it go is. to yep. 96 is one thing. You can almost open it up to everybody, and it's just one more round or two. Right, and especially if you gave people buys, like if you take yeah. the top sixty-four, that you—it's two more games. There really isn't that much, but you get the quantity of games for everybody else, TV and everything that comes. Think along it happens? With it. No, no. They might go beyond sixty-eight, but they're not going to go to everybody. You want to watch Cal State Fullerton play? I don't. I don't. Sound in the round of two hundred. To be completely <laughs> honest with you, if San Diego State wasn't in it, and it was Creighton versus FAU. And Connecticut and Miami, you know, tomorrow, I, I, I can't even guarantee you that I'd have watched the Final Four tomorrow. So you're pretty when San Diego State's done playing. Yeah, I'm you're good. done too. I'm good, and I'm talking about Saturday night. Even if San Diego State wins, like I'm like, oh, are they going to play UConn or Miami? I don't care. Oh no, that's when I go full. I know you scout. do. You're yeah. me. I'm good. Like, <laughs> just let me know. Let me know when when's tip off and when does it happen? Where's Sliwa? He's flying to Yukon Saturday night. He's just doing uh San Diego State loses. I'm uh, like hey, let's open another bottle of wine. What about Jim Nance's last game? Calling him for March Madness. This is his last game. He's I would, retiring. I like Jim Nance. I, I I wouldn't say I know Jim Nance, but I have met him on more than one occasion. He's a super nice guy. He's an incredible storyteller, and I think he's a terrific broadcaster. 
I'm okay if I miss his last game. <laughs> like, okay. I, I, I'm i good. I, I'd be more emotional. Those his, connections his last are more. Masters. Those, those connections, I, I, just from my perspective, right? All those broadcast connections for me were always local. Yeah. I agree. And and that's that's all right. It's just there's that local connection because you're listening to that person every night or every other night or whatever the case is. The national and I'm I'm a fan of Nance, but if if he if I didn't hear that final game, like that wouldn't it wouldn't change something for me. I'm with you on that. This day in nineteen seventy five, John Wooden won his tenth and final that's pretty good. national title when UCLA beat Kentucky ninety two to eighty five. It, I want to. Didn't he win twelve, Emily? I want to say. I know he went ten in a row. I want to. I, I don't know. I could have this wrong, but ten. It, ten is a lot. Nineteen seventy five was the last one that he won against Kentucky. That is uh th- that John Wooden is. St- John Wooden has coached a game in what tenth, are we talking about? 50- tenth national. Ten national championships in twelve years. In twelve years, that's yeah. what it was. Thank you. Yeah. Ten in twelve years hasn't coached a game in what are we talking about? Nearly 50 years, mm-hmm. and John Wooden's name still has incredible resonance with sports fans, people that barely even know who he was or what he did, but the Wooden way, right, the pyramid of success, John yeah. Wooden kind of conjures up these well, things. Well, and it goes way beyond sports. You're right about it. How many different businesses have kind of that, they, they follow the mantra mm-hmm. of, hey, here's the the like you said, the wooden ways. How many different books are out there that kind of just go through specifically on it's John Wooden? It's in Parks Recreation. He has the, uh, the, the pyramid, pyramid of success. Yeah, it's haircuts is my favorite part of that. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny when you think about that because I always joke around with it. It's like, no, it's a pyramid scheme. I'm like, no, don't don't connect those together. <laughs> Today is not only that. Andy, are you a crayon or a crayon guy? Say it one more time. The 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 colored wax that you fill in coloring books with is it a crayon or a crayon? Crayon. Okay, yeah. there. That makes two. You're uh, still behind three to two, but crayon, crayon. I've never crayon. I, I, I never crayon. connected like that. cranberry, crayon. What then? What's the O N? <laughs> Look, I'm not arguing that you're not saying it correctly. I mean, if it were spelled C R A Y apostrophe N, like crayon. Well, what do the letters after Q in the word Q mean? Nothing. Wait, so, what? How you spell? So when you get in line, okay. you're in Q. Q U E U E is the how oh, you spell okay. it. The letters after Q don't mean anything. Right, but don't get an, started. Don't get started. This right. The there's no such thing go. as a get, silent get O, Emily. <laughs> yeah, Emily. I still sure, say crayon. Sure. Nobody. There, there you go. See, Emily, try it out. Who cares, Andy? Give it Point counterpoint. <laughs> right, Mace is either going to give us a three-three tie or it's a blowout. Mace, are you when the little wax sticks that you fill in coloring books with? Right? Mm-hmm. Are they crayons or crayons? Crayons. Crayons. I heard this conversation. It's I've never crayon. heard them called cranes. I haven't Not either. Not cranes. Crayons. Like crayons. Like, like cranberry. I've the never first. heard yeah. them called crayons. I mean, maybe it's a regional thing. No. I'm, I, I'm, well, I'm from the Midwest. She's from the... So is he. So is Taylor. He's a crayon guy. Yeah, but he's from the Great Plains. <laughs> I'm from like the Ohio... The upper Midwest. The Ohio... The Ohio, Ohio Illinois, Michigan-y She's from Midwest. the Washington, D.C. area. Yeah. yeah She's a crayon. them crayons. We're crayons. Bronny, crayon or crayon? Crayon. crayon. You guys took the lead. Three yeah. in a row. Crayon. I mean, we're, we're just reading this thing phonetically. It's not that hard. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you that phonetically that's what it is, but Emily brought up her cue thing. And when we did the conversation the earlier and all of them were saying it the way they're saying, I'm like, I just, I don't know what I did wrong in the life. The answer is, who cares? Let's yeah. do a little super crosstalk.
Alright, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this on. really quickly. Uh, try them both. Do it like you're a press conference. This one, Red light means it's on. There you go. Red light. Uh, and the Angels, Angels Great last start. night Great in start every possible way. Oh, yeah. Otani was brilliant. He was fantastic. Yep. Uh, Ten strikeouts, shutout ball game. I'm like, that. see, they're... Locking it down. Yep. 26 times a pitcher has pitched on opening day, struck out 10 or more guys, given up zero runs. You know how mm. many times that pitcher has lost his game? Uh, let's go three times. One. One. First that's time. last night. Last first night. Time. Yeah, wow. first time. First time wow. that that's ever happened. On the heels of the pinnacle of his baseball career, WBC, and he gets one of these. Am I the only guy, I know I'm the only guy, that thinks the Angels are going to make the playoffs? No. I think the Angels is going to make the playoffs. I'm not going to go that far, but I, I would not be shocked if they did. Yeah. I, I think they're, a lot. they're on I like the rotation. Cusp. I mean, I, you know, Sandoval's pretty good, and a lot Reed of, Detmer's pretty good. And, I mean, they've Anderson. got some guys. Anderson's good, yeah. They had a lot, of, a lot of preseason conversations. Angels was always the one that, hey, a team that didn't make the playoffs they're has the a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're, right they're, 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 they're right there. They're right there. Yeah. you got to be one of the top six teams. They could be somewhere between six and nine. Yeah, I mean, they've expanded everything, so you're there. And then there's the Anthony Rendon thing. The video just kind of came out here in the last hour or so. Yep. Um, he's The game is over. He's headed towards the tunnel. Yep. And an A's fan clearly says something to him that sets him off. He grabs the guy and says, you called me a blank. I'll, pl I'll play the sound. Andy, or uh, Taylor, can you play the sound real quick? He's okay. going to find uh, Momentarily. Because you, you, you can hear that he's hot. The, the fan is, is scared. The fan obviously said something really stupid. Rendon swipes for him. Right before he lets Ooh, him go, he yeah, missed. Yeah, you showed me. He yeah. missed. Okay, let's take a listen to the uh, the video. What did you say? Yeah, you called me a. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, my. Calm down. And then he takes the swipe at him and he misses. Like if you were going to design a terrible way to open the season for a team that's on that bubble that we're talking about, by the about, way, and with a player who's probably the most critical player on the roster, the mo he's the highest paid player on the roster. Yeah. And you're going to lose the most important baseball player on the planet, probably. This is your opening act of the season? Yeah. Good start. I, we've talked a lot about disengagements. That was a good place for him to disengage, right? I mean, you've got to let some of this stuff just... I, I'm sure fans are awful. And, I mean, I know this is... By the way, not representative of the 10 A's fans who were there. <laughs> that's um, why they couldn't kick him out. It's like 9% of their fan base. Well, that's also how Rendon, I'm assuming, is correct that he picked the right guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not that hard to figure out in yeah, that it's crowd. Yeah, very, very quiet. Who said it? Yeah. That guy You're the had, only that one guy within had, 500 feet. They heard it be. They heard it throughout the ballpark. <laughs> they probably knew his name by the time yeah, the third yeah, inning exactly. was over. But do do you guys think that he gets suspended? Because I, I think he'll get fined for putting hands on a fan. The now, fan was. Did, I, you showed it to me. He took a swipe. Did he actually missed. put? He missed. Oh yeah, no! But missed. before that, so oh, he it, grabbed him by the yeah. He's, yeah. he's got him by he the he's by got the, him by the hoodie. Yeah. Right. So he's got a good fur, and he's pulling him down him. towards the yeah. dugout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with the yeah, same hand, fine, suspended, suspended, both, neither. Yeah. I want to preface this by saying I think suspended too. I I want to preface this by saying like the fan. There's an element of f around and find out. And I have zero sympathy for this fan I agree at all. With you. I would have zero sympathy if Rendon had connected. You cannot allow that to happen, not just because of any fan safety or anything like that. You can't have that happen for the player safety because you don't know what's going to end up spilling over out of that. Mm -hmm. Like you, you cannot allow that to happen as a league. 
even if you think Rendon was more in the right than the other. Right, guy. and and the other thing is, I I mean, I think about when this goes on in the NBA and people yell some pretty heinous stuff at NBA players, and what they've been doing is they just point to that yeah. guy and say, that guy just said, get him out of here. Mm-hmm. And and they do. I mean, I think Kyrie got a guy jacked. He got uh, Bron- Russell, Russell, Russell has done, done it. Russell's done it. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's the right way to handle it. I, I think. I think they have to suspend. It's one of those things you just, you're, we just light, lost a game. Light, I don't think it's. Uh, uh, is it a it's one game suspension? Game no, it's no, no, a couple no, no, no. games. Of course, couple not. games it, at most. Yeah, at, at most. But <laughs> I think it, what's funny is the wrong word. But that this is game one of the season, right? And you're already that on edge that somebody that a stupid fan says something really stupid that the guy probably should get punched in a bar if yeah, you do something right. like this. But there are rules of engagement in these yes. things. That on opening night you can't just yeah, walk just down the tunnel. Let that slide. Look at the storylines for the Angels were one game in, and, yeah. and leading up to the season, the storylines were already. You know, you might have a couple. Hey, they they might compete for the playoffs, right. but it's the Otani and Trout. All the different. They're in the world baseball. Imagine if these two guys played on the same team. You know, yeah. like, all that leading up to is just kind of they they've become such a a joke of a franchise and it didn't start overnight when ESPN one game recently in. did their rankings like among all their baseball people of the top 100 players the angels had the top two yeah, one, yeah. Two. And, no and, Trout, and no one else not even yeah. just nobody else they didn't even have anybody who came up among the writers for like hardest to cut yeah. honorable mention yeah it's mm. those two guys two best players in the league nobody else did you go to opening day last night? I did not. I, opening day, I always view as like New Year's Eve. It's, amateur It's hour. amateur night. It's, <laughs> uh, it's like we're going on Monday Even yeah. in uh, to see the Rockies. I like that. And, and you know what? It's a Monday night. I know we're going to have the park uh, a little bit more loose. Yeah. But last night, it's just, I mean, I love all the stuff that goes with it. I was, sure was going to ask yeah. you. I, that, well, I've been there for opening night. Opening it's day's cool. fun. It's, yeah. it, it is an experience as opposed to just a baseball game a, that a ball like, game. you're yeah. going to go see. What did you make of the disco lights that they had going last okay. night? Okay. It's a good question. Yeah. So I watched, uh, you You probably saw him too, Stan Caston, yeah. on the pregame show describing these LED lights that can do, he says, like a million colors or something yep. like that. And it's a little bit like, I don't know, if were you in any SC games this year? Uh, I didn't go. I okay. watched a we bunch of We talked a little bit about it. Where they turn it off where the lights. Where they turn yeah. off the lights and turn on the yeah. light, turn off, on, off, on. It's It seems a little bit like that. Yeah. I want to see it in person. I do but too. I, but I think it's cool. I mean, this is about putting on a show. And if that adds to the show, cool. It was so. Tori bunch, Lovello didn't like it. The <laughs> no, nor did the, the pitcher for the Diamondbacks. No, no, who was trying to warm end. up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't see. <laughs> yeah. Where do you want me to throw the ball? I don't, what, the, what the hell are you guys doing? But I can't. I, I want to see it for myself because yeah. it, on TV, it looked cool. Looks cool. I, I don't know what it's going to be like in house, but there is a. I don't know. There are teams that don't need gimmicks, yeah. and there are teams that do. Right. right, that the Lakers are not going to light the beam, even though it's a perfect thing for the Sacramento Kings to right, do. Right, sure, it feels appropriate for you. It's not for me. The Disco Ball Stadium feels weirdly non-Dodger Stadium. I want, I want to see it because, for example, I think of SoFi Stadium and I think of the high-tech experience yeah. that that is. It's like walking into a spaceship, and mm. maybe this is the Dodgers' effort to because I mean it's a classic ballpark, yeah. mid-century. Maybe this is their shot at. Being more high tech and bring like they also talked about drone shows. Yeah. I've now s- instead of fireworks, uh, it, I don't know if that's tomorrow night. 
It's soon. They were or talking tonight? about it all night, all last night. They were talking. So it might be tonight. Have you seen a drone show? I have seen one in a park. It's oddly mesmerizing. Oh, it's like <laughs> yeah. I have, it's it's so cool it to look really at. Is. And and fireworks are still fireworks, yeah. and they're still going to do them. But I I would sign up for a drone show. I do a drone. Have show. you seen one, Andy? I've never seen a drone. Oh show. my god, it's so cool. It's it's it is cool. I agree, but it's kind of weird too. Right? Yeah, it is weird that, how they can make all those things do those things. So I, I can I hijack this for a second? Yeah, please. All right. So yes. Yesterday, uh, we were talking about the potential remake of Three's Company. This is what the world has been waiting for. And the Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Aniston reportedly would like to do this together. Mm. And we started kicking this around and workshopping it a little bit. And uh, we decided that instead of Mr. Furley, instead of Mr. Roper, Slee owns apartment buildings <laughs> down in San Diego. And he would be, and it, we would call it Slee's Company. <laughs> what do you think, Slee? So I saw a tweet on this without having any idea of anything. I just saw AK's tweet of well played. Yes, and it yes. just said Slee's Company. Slee's Company. Like, Shout out no, to Matthew Pelosi who came up with that. Amazing. And, yes. I, and I, in my head, I'm like, I have no idea what it is, but I like well, Slee's it. Slee's Company. <laughs> because I feel like he would kind of have the right, the requisite amount of grumpiness that yes. Furley and Roper had. And it would be Slee's <laughs> E-E, like three, Sleaze Company. And also, too, what we came up with this, I think, because among the many reasons... Kaplan's Larry Dallas, right? Oh, yeah, he's perfect. Down the Regal Beagle? Um, Cappy? Actually, Kaplan's strong cast. Yes, yes. But among the many reasons that this struck us as a terrible idea, like... Forget the Sliwa part of it. Just yeah, which is the, the brilliant part. With the, the Sandler, Barrymore, Aniston part of it is the three of them are way too old to be living in this Yeah, like at what point do three 50-year-olds say, with, with a dis- all, right, all right, let's move in together. With a disapproving landlord who's even older than them. But then we decided, what if who, the twist is the landlord's By younger? the way, who thinks Adam Sandler's gay? <laughs> right. I was going to say, yeah, that, that the, the plot of every three's company involved a misunderstanding yep. where oh, somebody no. overheard something out of context. Yep. And the shocking premise that a gay man lived with two women. Yes, exactly. Like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this? So Slee's company well, was our pitch. To be, he had to pretend to be gay in order to be living with them. Yeah. Correct. Had, Otherwise, he was heterosexual. It was scandalous. Yeah. Yeah. Scandalous, yeah, exactly. Especially in this day and age. So, Listen, uh, pay within the first you know, five days of the month. Have you played the San Diego State uh, fight song? We played it dun, a couple dun, days ago. Dun, dun. <laughs> You mean the eight clap that yeah, they just say Aztecs instead of ruins? That song? <laughs> Guys, we need a song. Just play UCLA's. We'll yell Aztecs. Is this a fight song? Yeah. Do you know it's- the words? No, I just know the end. <laughs> we will yeah. fight till victory. I can see it on screen. Oh. Fight on and ye Aztecs. Do you guys know fight your fight song? I do I not know the fight. I don't even think we I have do not. one. I, I, I just know yeah. it's really easy. Yeah. Well, it's the- fight on for old SC. Fight on for victory. I believe that's it. S D S U. S D S U Aztecs fight. Are we not all rooting for San Diego State? Have we not adopted San Diego State because of Slee? My daughter goes dropped off his daughter at Burbank to go to the game. She's on her way to the Final Four as we speak. And interestingly, so me and who are your friends that are going with you? Their first names? Um, Jonathan. Yep. Rob. Robbie. Rob and Trey. So me and my buddies, Brendan, Ben, and Pert are also going on the road this weekend because the Bowling Green State University Lady Falcons are in the final four oh, of the NIT. 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 Where is the NIT? Where is it? 
Uh, also in Houston, it's played as a prelim. No, I have no idea. <laughs> they played at East Houston High School. <laughs> you know, I just, but I was thinking to myself, you know, Bowling Green has been in the tournament before, and they've probably been a 10 seed or an 11 seed. And the idea of my school being in the Final Four would be just mind-blowing, right? I said to him when they got to the Sweet 16, I, I asked you, I said, if they get in, you're going, right? And you're kind of, well, and I said, no, you have to go. That especially if it's a San Diego State, a Santa Barbara, a Bowling Green. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. Nope. If you're an SC person like you are, Andy, SC is going to go to the Rose Bowl. SC is going to be in the Final Four yeah. eventually. It's SC. They win things. They go play in big things. Us going to schools that are not like athletic powerhouses, right. when it happens, you have to This go. is it. This is the Okay, before, one. before the tournament started, you said, hey, what's a good season? Yeah. I said, well, they got to win one tournament game because Dutcher is 0 for 3. Got to get a tournament game. When we were talking about the Sweet 16 when they got there, they're playing Alabama, right. number one Alabama. So I, I didn't even like... Yeah, but I everyone in college basketball is equally average. You're, yeah, you're, you're right, Trav, but I'm going to go back to It's the number one team in the country. At one point, they were down nine. It's San Diego State University. And once they beat Alabama, then the conversation was like, wait, they have Creighton to go to the Final Four? Right. Then we started putting well, the pieces minute. together. And they have Florida Atlantic to, to go. go Florida to Atlantic the saying we just got to beat San Diego yeah. State exactly. to get into They're the saying championship exactly game. The same thing, yeah. But um, FAU to get to the national championship. Yeah, that's that's a crazy road. That's Did a really good road. Did you register Slee's company with the Riders Guild? Uh, yes, we've okay, already uh, wanna, trademarked that. I want to make uh, sure because much like Commander and Chimp, I want to make yes. sure that Commander people... and Chimp, Slee's <laughs> company. This Sleaze. is this is the the spot where we open a production company. We should. We've got so many ideas in the hopper. Yes. All yeah, right, let's they're get, bound get to hit. On they're let's, bound to hit. And by the way, it is Megan the Stallion. It is not Megan the Stallion. Yeah, it is the, Megan the Stallion. The e's. Two E's. Two E's. Yeah. Megan I mean, you of stallion. all people should know the power and, of the double E. And I can't. I cannot believe you don't know the song WAP. No, I didn't know it. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Super <laughs> Crosstalk is powered by In N 